this whole rate cut talk becomes a bit chaotic as some Fed members now say that they also think like their European peers, that it's maybe just too early to talk about the interest rate cuts. So the latter pours some cold water on last week's risk rally, while the Bank of Japan is the next major central bank to announce its latest monetary policy decision this week. And even a small tweak in BOJ's language could trigger a major market move. So welcome to the new week of trading with Swissco's Daily Market Talk. So this rate cut talk is getting a bit wild out there. Investors don't know what to think anymore because, listen, the major monetary policy event of last week was the Federal Reserve that unexpectedly hinted at a possible end to its monetary policy tightening campaign. The Fed's dot plot, which gives us a sense of where the Federal Reserve officials see the policy rate going, actually plotted a 75 basis point cut by the end of next year. The letter obviously threw a buy everything reaction from the stock and bond markets last week as investors cheered the end of the Federal Reserve's war against inflation. Then. Less than just 24 hours later than that decision, the ECB and the BOE officials left the Fed alone in its private party and stated very, very clearly that they don't think about cutting the interest rates at all. On the contrary, three MPC members in London actually voted to hike the interest rates this month in the UK, and the European Central Bank actually said that it will accelerate its exit from the PEP program. Then, several Fed members popped up on Friday, as nothing had happened Wednesday before, with hawkish comments saying, oh, now it's maybe too early to talk about the interest rate cuts in the US as well. And among them, we have a known hawk, which is the New York Fed President John Williams and another known hawk, which is Rafael Bostic, who will actually vote next year at the FOMC, who thinks that two rate cuts in the US should be enough and not three. And Anyway, they shouldn't happen before the third quarter of next year. Alas, activity on Fed funds futures price in the first Fed rate cut by March next year with more than 75% chance. And the first rate cut in May is given almost 100% chance. But that's not it. The market pricing matches the expectation of around 150 basis point cut throughout next year in the US versus only 75 basis point cut foreseen by the Fed officials, which is already very, very much ambitious given the resilience of the U.S. economic growth to the Fed hikes. So either the U.S. economy will do fine and the Fed won't be starting to cut interest rates in March as the fiscal spending will also remain robust into next year's presidential election in the U.S. Or we will see a road accident, another crisis or a sharp slowdown in the U.S. economic growth and that will force the Federal Reserve to start cutting the interest rates in the first quarter and cut roughly throughout the year. But a scenario where the Fed starts cutting the interest rates in March and cuts gently uh, toward the end of the year makes little sense to me. Now, what's interesting is, while the markets foresee in their pricing a 150 basis point cut from the Fed next year, which should happen only in case of a sharp economic slowdown, mind you, the expectations for the Wall Street profits will don't really follow that very view. On the contrary, analysts now expect for the 2024 EPS for the S&P 500 companies to, well, remain just 
unchanged analysts actually expect that the S&P 500 companies will just eke around $247 per share next year in EPS and that's the same as they were thinking in May. So the combination of robust profit expectations and a rate cut expectation well fueled the rally in the US markets but profit expectations as they are strong and rate cut expectations for a weak economy fundamentally oppose each other. Therefore, the rally that we see in US equities will likely slow as S&P 500 approaches its all-time high level, which stands at less than 100 basis points above last Friday's close, and we could see a hangover kick in very, very shortly. And note that the index is also deeply overbought right now, and this is also something that investors watch when they decide to open a new position or exit an existing one. But anyway, concerning the Federal Reserve expectations, well, investors could give the Federal Reserve those the benefits of the doubt until Friday's PCE data release. The PCE, which is the Federal Reserve's favorite gauge of inflation in the US, is expected to show a further decline in both the headline and core inflation figures. More importantly, if the data matches the market expectations, it would also mean that six-month annualized inflation in the US would be a touch above the Federal Reserve's 2% inflation target, and the letter could keep the Federal Reserve those in charge of the market. Nonetheless, we all know that that successful alleviation of inflation can be attributed to the decline that we see in oil prices this year, which sent just around the levels where we started this year. Even though the base case scenario is a limited upside potential in oil prices, any reversal in oil price dynamics could tame the Federal Reserve's rate cut expectations. In the short run, the barrel of American oil is just around the $72 per barrel this morning at the time I'm talking here on the back of lower Russian exports and suspended transit in the Red Sea region due to attacks by the healthies on ships in this region. Solid offers are seen into the $74 to $75 per barrel range. Elsewhere, well, after a hectic week for major central banks last week, the Bank of Japan is preparing to announce its own monetary policy decision tomorrow. Note that the Bank of Japan Governor Ueda's comments just around two weeks ago, that the Bank of Japan's monetary policy would be hard to maintain as it is today from the year end, had triggered expectations that the Bank of Japan will finally say goodbye to the negative interest rates. So there is nothing more than a slim probability for that to happen this week, mind you, but, but investors are clearly waiting to hear more details about how and when they should expect this Bank of Japan to exit this interest rate area, this negative interest rate area. So concrete details regarding the Bank of Japan's policy plans and or changes in BOJ's inflation outlook could cause swift moves in the Japanese yen markets, which actually became very, very volatile since Ueda hinted that something could be cooking in its kitchen. So the dollar yen fell from about 150 to nearly 140 level in just two weeks. As such, the pair slipped a bit too fast in my opinion but into the bearish consolidation zone below the major 38.2% Fibonacci retracement on this year's rally. So Marcus' position regarding the Japanese yen couldn't be clearer today. Long Japanese yen is seen as the most obvious trade in the currency markets right now. It is so obvious that it's almost too easy or it's almost a bit scary. 
So the hawkish signal from the Bank of Japan has the potential to push the dollar yen below that 140 psychological level, even with prevailing oversold market conditions. Conversely, well, should the Bank of Japan disappoint the market once more this week, any price release we might see could draw the attention of top sellers. So this is all for this Monday. I'm Ipekos Kardeshke and thank you for joining me and thank you for all your beautiful and supportive comments. I hope this episode of Market Talk has been helpful and it has been insightful to you. So please do not hesitate to leave your comments, your reactions and your questions below as usual. And follow us on Instagram, on X and on LinkedIn for regular market updates and subscribe to our youtube channel for daily market comments and please don't forget to hit the like button to let us know that you enjoy these videos so i will meet you again tomorrow and until then good day trading